0: Christmas, um, it is the most wonderful time of year. I know there's a song that says that. I think it's true. And um, I never used to be an overly festive person. I've gradually become more and more festive. Um, My wife's had a big part to play in that. But I've also become much more appreciative of the Lord so that even if I didn't have the festivities... The gratitude I've got for him has just grown and it just seems to grow every year. And there's something very, very special about Jesus Christ. Now Christmas is about Christ. We all know that. We know that the, the word Christ is in the word Christmas. It's named after him. So we go around looking at Christmas lights and every now and then you see a sign in someone's window that says, Jesus is the reason for the season. Who's seen that? yeah we've seen those and uh, it reminds us well at least reminds me um, you know of how wonderful it all is but I often wonder what do non-christians think when they see that and I guess in my mind I assume they probably don't think a great deal Uh, when I was a a child we used to get these Christmas cards that would say Merry Xmas has anyone seen that Xmas and every now and then you'd hear someone in church saying they're trying to scrub Christ out of Christmas well they're not actually trying to do that. The X, the X means Christ. Going way back 2,000 years to the very earliest Christians, the letter X always meant Christ. It's just a shorthand way for saying Christmas. And it's, if you were a Christian at least, and you saw X, you just had to see the letter X all on its own, and it just said Christ. And it comes from the Greek alphabet, where the letter, which is an X shape, which is not actually an X, it's the letter key c-h-i was always written for christ the early christians always did that and if you go to a catholic church you might even see a fancy banner with like a kind of like a cross but with an x shape on it that's christ and um so you know when when we were kids we were hearing things like oh they're trying to get christ out of christmas well they might be trying to do that but Xmas wasn't how they were trying to do it that's just an old an old christian thing going back and um, I don't know that any human is deliberately trying to get Christ out of Christmas. But I do know that as culture goes along, sometimes some of the other things become much more significant in the minds, especially of children. And um, we had the Christmas car- the carols by Candlelight here at the Sound Shell recently. And we got asked, the Rocky Church has got asked to put up a minister to, to give a devotion. And um, so we, we picked this lady from the Anglican Church, who gave a great children's message at that carols. And I listened to that and I thought it was so clear. And um, the next morning she told me, she said that she had people come to church because of the message that she gave at the carols by candlelight. And I was very, very grateful for the clarity of that message. But the thought occurs to me, it's not always so clear in the minds of people. And uh, what I wanted to do this morning was... Bring your attention to Jesus Christ and have us just think about him for a few minutes because he is the reason we have Christmas. In fact, he's the reason we're even here at all. He's the reason we're even alive. This morning we had a few readings. We had the first reading from Luke chapter 1 where Mary um, you know, found out that she was going to be the mother of the Lord and she was willing to be the mother of the Lord. One of the most remarkable passages in the Bible in my opinion and then we had a second reading from Luke chapter 2 where Jesus is taken to the temple when he's just eight days of age now we often don't count that second scripture in the Christmas passages because it doesn't seem to be a a scripture that's included in the birthday or in the Christmas story but we include the Matthew story with the wise men but the Matthew story didn't happen until after the Luke chapter 2 story So in my way of thinking about it, we should include the Luke chapter 2 story in the Christmas story, where Jesus is presented to the temple because it happens in between the shepherds and the wise men. Follow my logic? So we're including Luke chapter 2 in the Christmas story. And there are things said in Luke chapter 2 about the Lord Jesus which are clearly Christmassy. And they're clearly about the reason why Christ came and they're things we ought to think about. And anyway, there's this verse here in Luke chapter 2 verse 33 where it said the child's father and mother marvelled at what was said about him. So this is Mary and Joseph. They've got this little baby. They've already experienced the shepherds and the singing in the heavens and that's pretty amazing. Then they go to the temple on the eighth day and they bump into Simeon who for some reason has been waiting to see the Christ because he knew he would not die until he saw the Christ. And when he saw this little baby, he recognised that this was the Christ, and he said all these things about the Christ. The Christ, by the way, is the Jewish word Messiah. And I noticed that the scripture verse that went up on the, on the board said Christ, but the one that Joseph read said Messiah, because there were two different translations. And so this is the Messiah, the person who was going to come into the world to change the world, which is exactly what Christ has done. And so, Simeon says all these things about the baby, and the mum and dad marvel. Well, why did they marvel? Because they never heard those things before. They're marveling because they're thinking, this is what our son is going to do. And it's, it's an incredible thought. Some of the things that were said, I don't, think, I don't know if they were all written down or not. But he said things like, this child will cause the rising and the falling of many you know this child the thoughts of all hearts will be laid bare these are some of the things that were said this child would be the light to the nations which he is you think about the world how much it has changed since jesus christ there's no other person in all of history that has split time into two bc and ad one person has done that jesus christ the lord split time into two In the Old Testament, they knew that it was going to happen and they called it the former days and the latter days. If you ever see a scripture in the Old Testament talking about the latter days, it's not the end of the world. It's AD. It's the time from the Messiah on. Like Isaiah chapter 2 and some of those passages. In the latter days, all these things will happen. It's in the time after Jesus comes. And so here we've got Mary and Joseph listening to all these fantastic things that Jesus is going to do and it says they marveled. Now, someone else might have been incredulous. If someone was incredulous, it would suggest they didn't believe what they were hearing. But Mary and Joseph marveled, which suggests they believed what they were hearing. As they heard the words of the Lord about their own son, they might not have known how it was going to happen, but they believed. I think what happens today is that when we speak of Christ at Christmas time at least, people relegate it to just a Christmas story about a baby and they don't hear the other things that were added onto it. Like the things that Simeon said, for example. They should be included in Christmas proclamations because these were the things that Christ came to do. And then, of course, people would have the option of either marvelling or being incredulous. (laughs) And uh, it all comes down to the faith of the individual person. And then, of course... Simeon said that this son, this, this boy would cause the rising or the falling of many and the hearts of many would be laid bare. Well, you know, when we think about Christ, that's what happens. His word, it comes and it hits us and we either take a hold of it and we believe it and it causes us to rise or some people reject it and they don't believe, and it causes them to fall. And the thoughts of every person are laid bare when compared against the message of the Messiah, Jesus Christ the Lord. People today are very much the same as people back then. Of course there are differences. We live in a modern society. We've got technology, better communication. There's lots of things we're so grateful for and I have to say, we only have them because of Jesus Christ. But deep down, we're all the same. We all have our, our weaknesses, our human faults, our insecurities. We, um, we're very dependent. And the incredible things that were said, said about Jesus can also seem too much to people today. You know that song, I think we sang a few verses of it this morning. Joy to the world, the Lord has come. I don't think people realise what that song is saying. I was getting my hair cut this week and I was telling the hairdresser about that song. I was saying, that song is so amazing. And of course, hairdressers, they're paid to sit there and listen to you. <laughs> she was very nice. I was, oh yes, I never thought of that. Well, you know, Just agreeing. Just saying to her, you know, that the world has changed because of Jesus. Nations used to fight. There weren't any two nations that could get along. They used to marry each other. You know, kings of one nation would marry the princesses of another nation so that during the lifetime of that marriage, those two nations would get along. Because, you know, they were bound together as family. But, you know, all it would take was that princess to get sick and die. And that other nation would attack. The deal was off. This was the type of world we were living in before the gospel. Jesus came along and he said the craziest stuff. He said, let the children come to me. That doesn't sound all that absurd right now. Look, we just had the children come out the front. It was a fun few minutes, completely normal. Children are highly valued in our society for the most part. Back in that society, children were just possessions. They weren't valued at all, especially girls. But Jesus said, let the children come to me. The disciples tried to stop them. No, for such as them is the kingdom of heaven. Now, Jesus thought very differently. He thought differently about people. He thought differently about peace. He said things like, love your enemy. Well, it was quite cult- countercultural. And bit by bit by bit, the world has changed. You know that the Roman Empire was so, um, you know, antagonistic and strong and, you know, like, cruel and they crucified people as one example. Um, They didn't need a police force or jails because if you did something wrong, they just killed you. So that sorted. So that's the world of the day. Jesus came into that type of world and he taught Christians, love your enemy, love your neighbour. He told stories like the Good Samaritan, where the idea that there was even a Samaritan that could even be good was an absurd thought. But no, someone who's your arch enemy loving one of your own people, crazy idea. Like, we don't get how absurd and how out of place that story is. Jesus was so countercultural, you just simply cannot get a hold of it but bit by bit that gospel message has changed the world the world we're living in now has been so thoroughly affected by the gospel we don't even know the extent of it and you know they write a song joy to the world the lord has come it's wonderful would you rather be living back then or would you be rather be living now it's like the end of world war 2 It's all those hats being thrown in the air. It's the celebration that the enemy has been defeated and now the gospel bit by bit by bit is affecting the world. So just like Mary and Joseph marvelled at what was said about Jesus, we too can think about Jesus and we can marvel at what he's done, but also it's an ongoing process. The process continues. It doesn't mean that everything in the world now is perfect, but the the Lord hasn't finished what he's doing yet. And in Revelation chapter 1, he said, Behold, I am making all things new. Well, that's what he's doing. And that's a Christmas message. And it's something to be, something wonderful. Some people might be incredulous. They might think it just sounds all made up. They don't have faith. They can't see. But you can see. You can see what Christ has done. And like Mary and Joseph, we can marvel at the Lord and his wonders. Just as I was sharing all of that about the Roman Empire two minutes ago, I had a thought. And I know this wasn't in my notes. But I was just thinking, the exact same thing that happened in the Roman Empire 2,000 years ago is happening in India today. I'm just going to mention this because it's something you can observe with your eyes. In the Roman Empire, we had a, what they call a polytheistic culture, worshipping multiple gods. Well, that's what we have in India, polytheistic culture. But as Christianity began to slowly grow in India, you had especially the lower classes became Christians, and the lower classes did the most strangest things. Even though they were poor... They would care for others who were poor. If someone was sick, they would take them into their home. Now, the upper classes in Rome never did those things because why would they bother for the lower classes? But the lower classes who didn't have much means, they started to do those things. So progressively, the Roman Empire began to change and it became irreversible. Well, that's what's happening in India right now. And you can see it with your own eyes. You've got the lower classes, what they call the low castes that are coming to Christ. And previously the high caste, the wealthy in India, would not do anything for the low caste because they believed they didn't deserve it. They believed they were being paid back for their sins in a previous lifetime. But now the gospel has come and now the lower castes are turning to Christ and now the wealthy people in India are all getting alarmed. And you know what they're starting to do? They're starting to feed the poor. They're starting hospitals for the poor. They're starting to educate the poor. They're starting to do the very things that Christ said he would come to do. Jesus said, I have come to free the poor. I've come to liberate the captive. Well, it's happening in India under our, in our very lifetime. It's like a duplicate of what happened in the Roman Empire 2,000 years ago. And, you know, the wealthy Hindus don't want Christianity, but they can't stop it because the gospel will change that country so thoroughly it'll be just a matter of time, I don't know how long, but we'll have a Christian prime minister in India. Just like it took 300 years but there was a Christian emperor in Rome and he was a, he was a mixture of you know, Christian values and Roman values but it was the progress of the gospel. Well, the Lord's at work in this world that we live in. In your little bubble of life in Rockhampton, you may not see too much of it but we have... The gospel at work, Jesus Christ our Lord. When we sing these songs, joy to the world, the Lord has come. It's the most wonderful thing ever. Hark the herald angels sing, glory to the newborn king. He is the king. He's ruling and reigning from heaven and he's in charge of things going on in the earth. And his kingdom is a kingdom that's at, at, it's at hand. It's in our hearts. And his kingdom grows as more and more people come to the knowledge of Jesus. And so his kingdom is filling the earth, and it's just amazing. Well, what side are you going to be on? Are you going to be the people who marvel at what God has done, like Mary and Joseph? Or are you going to be those who are incredulous? Well, may you be the people who marvel. Now, if you're sitting here this morning and you're thinking to yourself, I hear what you're saying, I know Jesus is wonderful, but I just don't feel amazed. You know, it may be that you just don't feel overly amazed. And I've heard children say this. You you say to children, what's the meaning of Christmas? And they go, oh, I, I, I know it's Jesus, but I'm really looking forward to the presents. I get that. I get that we start at a place where we know Jesus is the most important thing, but we're more excited by the other things. I get that. But what I would say to you today is get to know him. Get to know your Lord and your Saviour. Open up your Bible and read what it says about him because the Lord will cause this work to take place in you, the exact same thing that happened to his mother and his father where they marvelled at what was said about him. As you spend time in the Word of God, and especially as you ask Him to open up your eyes and your heart, you will come to the place where you too will marvel at what is said about Him. I'm going to invite the band to come and we're going to finish with a closing song. But I'd like to pray with you, pray for you this morning, and ask the Lord to bless you. Heavenly Father, There is no other name under heaven or earth by which we might be saved. And I thank you for the name of Jesus Christ. I thank you that he came as a child. I thank you for the words of that song, Jesus, Lord, at thy birth. I thank you that you are the Lord. You're the Lord of heaven and earth and you're the Lord of our hearts. You're the Lord of our present and you're the Lord of our future. We're so grateful that you have things in your hand. Lord, I ask you to bless your people. Bless everyone present here today. I pray that the truth of the gospel, the gospel message would be a gift into every heart. That your power be at work in each and every person today. And may, like Mary and Joseph, the things said about Christ cause us to marvel at the Lord. And Father, today I ask that you'd bless everyone here with a wonderful Christmas day. Lord, I'm so grateful that it's your birthday, but we get given the gifts. And so, Lord, bless everyone with the gift of grace, the gift of a happy day, the gift of joy with their families and joy with their friends, joy with knowing the Lord. Let your hand be upon each and every person and go before them. Bring us into the fullness of your truth. Lord, bless also the city of Rockhampton today. Let the grace of God be given to our city as a gift. Lord, strengthen your people. And bless them in Jesus' name. Amen.